This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples, UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to episode 189 of the Fight Disciples podcast. This one dedicated to the world of boxing. If this is the first time you've ever stumbled across us, you can get us on iTunes, Fight Disciples. If you're an Android user, you can get us on our website, fightdisciples.com. And we're all over social media, at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Can tell sun's out today. Pete, sun's out, guns out. Sun's out, guns out. Look at them. them. I've been in the gym for years. Tats are out there, sun, aren't they? You know what I mean? And your new one there on inside of your arm there that you've recently had done. Do you want to explain your uh, your ink? Because not a lot of people obviously listen to this will know too much about uh, us as people. And you do have a little bit of coverage, don't you? Yeah, I've got plenty of uh, of tattoos. It's one of them once you pop, you just can't stop. Mm. So I've got an Egyptian sleeve on one arm, which has kind of got Cleopatra on and stuff. And then on the other arm, I've got. Why? Well, it's all themed together. So this is this is Cleopatra, this is Mark Anthony, and this is Romeo and Juliet, and it's all Shakespeare related. You know, I'm a wordsmith, aren't I? It's my background, so Shakespeare fan. So all your tattoos are Shakespeare related. Kind of pulled together through through various Shakespeare plays. Yeah. Got a problem with that? Nah, mate. Each to their own, isn't it? Each to their own. Better than having a, a big fucking anchor with. Mam on or something like that. Listen, I'm getting it lasered. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you were listening to our um, our radio show on Saturday night that we do on Talksport uh, here in the UK, you will have heard us interviewing various people, including Pricey, who was in great spirits. He was in great spirits, absolutely. Yeah, great chat and a lot of, and got decent feedback as well. A lot of people tweeting us off the back of that fight, uh, back of that interview, uh, saying it was great to hear him. Great to hear him speaking the way he was speaking. And uh, are looking forward to the next chapter. All right, it's not going to be the next chapter at, at world level, but the next chapter no. might be British level, something like a Sam Fury Sexton, Sexton or a, winner. Or, he, or a Fury Fury. Yeah, he kind of made it mm. clear that Fury Sexton winner is, uh, certainly attracts him. Like he'd, mm. he'd love to win the British title back again. Mm. We had a chinwag with uh, Billy Joe Saunders, who gives a little bit of light on the Triple G situation. Great Billy. He was good. He is good. That's the best I've heard him for a, a bit there. He was just laying it down. He was... Because uh, he's in Fort Aventura, yeah, early yeah. days of camp. You know, yeah. not much too, not too much going on, but mm. plenty of sunshine. Mm. Uh, but you also heard an interview with uh, Nicola Adams, the double uh, Olympic yeah. champ. Oh, my... Please tell me you've, we've got it. <laughs> right. Oh, we've got to play it. No. Yeah, let's play it. Right. <laughs> if you have been with us for a long period of time, this is a reward, right? <laughs> I'm giving you a reward right now. So we've been doing this this podcast for about two and a half years now. And I think the main essence of it is is that we celebrate personalities that are connected to fight sports and we're also self-deprecating with ourselves. So therefore, when when something drastically goes wrong... Oh boy, did it go wrong. And we're, not, we're not frightened of just throwing it out there for you, all right? Because we, want, we're, we're part, we feel like we're part of a community now. We're all mates together. And that's what we do if we're in the pub. We take the piss out of each other, right? So Nicola Adams is on the show. And if you've heard the interview, you think to yourself, what are you talking about? The Nicola Adams interview on uh, on Talksport the weekend was all right. Yes, it was all right because you heard the edited version of the interview, it's right? Pre-record, yeah. Normally, that everything that we do is live. She's over in the states and she was training or something in the afternoon, so therefore I had to interview her uh, throughout the course of the afternoon before the show went out on air. And there was a moment that I'm going to go. I'll go on record and say this is probably the most embarrassing moment <laughs> of my broadcasting career. Bear in mind, this was recorded before I got to the studio. Yeah, so Otherwise, it, you'd have heard me in the background pissing absolutely yourself. pissing myself. Yeah. yeah. So normally I'm very well researched. Uh, I know all there is to know about the fighters uh, because I follow their careers. I kind of know of all this stuff. However, sometimes in their personal lives, they like to keep a lot of their personal stuff <laughs> to themselves. 
and it's not out and about in the in the public eye. Are you ready? This is class. Right. This is what happened when me and Nicola Adams started talking about relationships. Stop it. Here we go. Um, now, you are obviously an elite-level boxer. Your fiancé is an elite-level boxer. So there's a bit of competition in your house and what have you. That's great. Um, however, one thing that I kind of like about debt with, with you, obviously, currently in a relationship uh, with a fellow boxer, it must be brilliant when oh, you're... We're, 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 not to, we're not together anymore. <laughs> How would you save that? <laughs> She's basically broke to me live on the... Well, not live on the radio. It was pre-recorded, but potentially for live on the radio that her and her fiancé have split up. No, I'm there going no. down the route of talking about it must be great being in the same house as a fighter, but weight cut. Well, yeah, weight yeah. cut and all that type of stuff because that must be a nightmare for diet and all that type of stuff. And she hits me with a bomb. Do you know what the most uncomfortable bit about this was, right? It was my reaction to it. Now, I've only given you a little bit of a piece of the pie there, okay? So there was a, there was a gap. Now... It, it felt like, it, it. to be fair, it felt like an eternity, this particular gap. So she's dropped that bomb on me. She actually reacts by doing this. You, <laughs> which is uncomfortable, isn't it? You know what I mean? Now, this is this is the full excerpt of that interview. This is the gap and everything and, uh, and the awkward moment in the in the middle. Check this out. One thing that I kind of like about debt with, with you, obviously, currently in a relationship uh, with a fellow boxer, it must be brilliant when oh, you're... We're, we're, not to, we're not together anymore. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uncomfortable laugh at the end of it oh. makes it even better. Oh, mate. That's oh, it. So, from now on, God. I'm going to be banned from uh, all interviews on Fight Disciples. If anything, um, no more uh, relationship chat. No, no relationship chat, no personality chat. I'm just keeping it straight on the pugilistic sport. That's all I'm doing. I'm not delving in. Uh, to the to their lives anymore. Poor Nicola. I got an email from her manager after that, you know, basically saying, "Are we all right to uh, to take that little bit out of the interview that goes out on Talksport?" Like, yeah, we'll sort that out. Don't you worry. Not for her, Kate. Just for me, because <laughs> I look a bell end, right? I'm going to take it out of the interview. Yeah, brilliant. So there you go. A little bit of behind the scenes of the things that go on um, during interviews um, when you're interviewing fight. If your name's Adam Catrell. Yeah, if your name's Adam Catrell, basically how it is. Off the back of that, we finished the radio show. We went home. You asked me a question, actually, as we were getting in our cars. Are you staying yeah. up? You're pulling an all-nighter. Did you do it? Did you go all the way through? I was I was pretending I was going to. Yeah. You, this it, is it what he matter. does, right? He, he gives it the big eye out. He goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to stay up. I'm going to go all the way through. Basically, what he's doing is just, he wants me to say, yeah, I'll go all the way through. So then somebody will look after the social media feed. That's basically <laughs> what he, whilst the fights are going on. That's basically what he's doing. And I said, nah, nah, nah. I'm having an early one tonight and I'll get up early doors in the morning because I'm up with the kids and I'll watch the fights on my iPad in the morning like whilst I'm making breakfast and all that type of stuff. But you insinuated that you were staying up. You were I going was, through. <clears throat> I was planning on staying up because I knew something mental was going to happen in the UFC because that card had been mental. Plus, I really wanted to watch the gay alive because we talked about it so much in the build-up mm. and I really fancied it. Um, and randomly, he turned up on our show on Saturday night, didn't he? He did, yeah. That was great, wasn't it? When we just got him for a couple of minutes and uh, you know what? I, I, I got in anyway. <clears throat> made myself a stiff drink and uh, I was like, you know what? It's hard work carrying Catrell for two hours on the radio. Better get me a down instead. So I called it an early night. <laughs> Busting up relationships and shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was but no, I jumped up Sunday morning with Did the kids. Did you watch it? Did you and watch I went, it? Bang, there you go, Smurfs. Did there you go, Weetabix. Daddy's going in here. 
and I banged it on straight away. Fast forwarded right. straight to uh, De Gaal, obviously. Right. Well, I watched it, and I only watched it purely because me and you were going to talk about it now, right? That's the only reason I watched it, because stupidly I went on social media first, and it got absolutely hammered, didn't it? It got hammered from the referee getting hammered, from De yep. Gaal's performance getting hammered. Throwing the butts in. Everything about it. I was thinking, oh, shall I spend 45 minutes of my life going through this? See, I didn't do that. I didn't make that mistake. Yeah, I had well, no I idea who'd won either fight when I t- when I pressed, did you not when I press play. Well, I didn't. We heard and uh, and Lara, which we'll get to in a minute. But with the with the girl one, I knew the outcome of the fight, and I knew that it wasn't necessarily fireworks. So I was kind of like watching it on, watching it off, paying a little bit of attention. But there was nothing there, mate. There was no. nothing. To be fair, the first two rounds, I thought, hey, up, James is going to make it. James, people have got this wrong. James is going to make a bit of a statement here. He looks all right, and then yeah. he got nutted. Cleaning the cleaning the mush, and then that were it. Then that was absolutely nothing going on for the rest of the fight. No, um, <clears throat> there was there was plenty of you know it wasn't just one way. There was plenty of butts though. The Gale was as guilty. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, think yeah. the Gale butted two acts first in the mouth, and it was a bad one. Hmm. I'm surprised the referee didn't jump in then. <laughs> what Bobby Bird? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bobby Bird. Hell, what was Bob Bobby doing? Bird was refereeing that from his fucking armchair, wasn't it? Bob, like was, Bob was not at the races, Last, was he at all? Give us a shout when something kicks off. I'm not asked there. I just want to chill. Like, anybody get? Can someone go to bar for me? Can someone go to bar? I want. It was basically like he was sat in the living room refereeing the fight, just shouting from from afar. I've read on social media as well that his, that his, his beard had been on. Is Je- judging on the night as well, yeah, she? Yeah, she had a crack of the night in the, in the earlier fight. She'd rob Sergio Mora almost. <laughs> <laughs> Sergio Mora won every round and she'd give it to the other fella. Adelaide has had a worldie recently, <laughs> hasn't she? Hell. Just imagine being in there at house having it. I'd love to just spend the night with the birds. What a show that would be. A night with at the birds. home with the birds. Watching a fight. And then Fucking they, they see shit that nobody else sees. <laughs> It was unbelievable. What are they scoring here? To be, to be fair, the week before, we were giving the referee, the Italian referee in the AJ Parker fight, tons for fucking separating them for fun. Just imagine if they'd have got Bobby Bird. We'd have got a oh, knockout yeah. in the first round, mate. Because he'd have just gone, I'm not brutal. refing this, lads. You guys get on with it. <laughs> exactly. It was, uh, do you know who else I thought was absolutely shite? And I, I honestly don't even know the guy's name, so I apologise with someone's, you know, father or brother or whatever. But where the fuck did James DeGale get his cut man from? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. the fuck did that guy do? Mm. What was he doing? Mm. Was he swabbing the cut with just water? There couldn't have been any mix there. There or couldn't adrenaline. have been no adrenaline mix. Mm. There couldn't have been. That that cut didn't stop for a single second. It was pissing, yeah. And at no point did I see him put Vaseline on it either. At no point did I see him actually. You know when you've got a bad cut like that, it keeps bleeding. How many times have you seen Mexican fighters come out and they've got half a fucking tub of Vaseline <laughs> on their eyebrow and the ref goes, "Hey, hey, get some of that Vaseline off. Do you know what I mean? Get some of that grease off." I didn't see any grease whatsoever, like mm. none at all. Mm. It was uh, absolutely fucking criminal. I don't know who he was. He, he looked—it sounds weird to say he looked British, you know—but it was no one. It was no one familiar. Do you know what I mean? It's no one that I've seen on the circuit a lot. It's not like Mick Williams or something like that. Someone yeah, you're yeah. familiar with, or you know, I guess he's a guy that's worked with the girl for a long time. I guess it's part of their corner. I don't know, but he needs to check the. F- I bet you he got back to the hotel. And checked them out. Fuck! I didn't mix. I didn't do my mix properly. I, I just basically tried to swab them with water there, because that that cut come in the third round, mm. and at the at the beginning of every round, it, it was, was just pissing, pissing down his yeah, face. It was, yeah, yeah. it was absolutely pissing down his face at the beginning of the round before he even took a shot. I was like, I could, I genuinely was like sitting there watching, thinking, "Oh, you're doing the Gale absolutely no favors here," because I thought he he lost three, four, five, six. He probably lost them three rounds where he was he was all over the place with the cut, and then he kind of got his head back on it again. I don't know. Listen, coming on to the fight itself, I think a lot of I think you get a lot of pros, a lot of current boxers and recently retired, whatever. If you look on if you look on social media, I think the Gale gets a lot more fun, a lot more sorry respect from current pros. Yeah, 
than he necessarily gets from fans. Hmm. And that's because, one, he's, he hasn't got an attractive style, let's be honest. You know, it's, it's not like super entertaining, which is why he struggles to put bums on seats. He throws a lot of single shots off the back foot. He, he seems to try and pinch his way through rounds. Now, I think boxers kind of respect that. Maybe because they go, fuck, he doesn't really... Well, he did in this fight, but maybe a previous fight to kind of go, it's hit and don't be hit, and James hardly gets hit, and he lands and he wins rounds that way. And I don't know, I just think after after Badu Jack, after he went to war with Badu Jack, it just doesn't look like the same James DeGale to me. Mm. He looks tentative, he looks like he's scared to get involved. And you know what's making it worse? The fact that he's tentative and only throwing single shots means that he's easy to hit, means that he's getting more involved than he ever did before. Yeah, yeah. I know that Truax won rounds in that fight. But I genuinely thought, because of the way that the referee allowed this fight to play out, if Truax was any good, he'd have battered him. Yeah. Because he just didn't do it. He got, he got in range so many times. He was on his chest so many times. And I thought to myself, go on then, son, let it go. And he he seemed to not know what to do in, yeah. that, in that environment. Yeah, he said afterwards, didn't he? He felt a little bit flat going into it. How can you feel flat defending your world title in Las Vegas against mm. you know the guy you've just beat previously in December? So I, I think what we've got here is we've got Truax who's... I think below world class. Of course he is. And you've got a James DeGale who seems to be struggling to get back to world class, in my in my honest opinion. Listen, you know what? Before I, I promised myself, before I even have a go at James DeGale, and I don't want to feel like I'm having a go, I want to say, fucking all the respect in the world, two-time world champion, mm. both times on the road, and the only person to do it, as well as lifting up a gold medal for Great Britain in boxing. All the respect in the world. James DeGale's legacy in this sport is assured. Absolutely. He will go down as one of the great British super middleweights, first and foremost. I just want to talk about his performance in this fight. I was disappointed. He said before the fight that if he doesn't win and doesn't win convincingly, he'll probably retire. That was not a convincing win. Mm. I thought he, he, he nicked it, but it wasn't a convincing win. It well, was a we, poor performance. We were talking about it Saturday night, wasn't we? And, we? and we both said, he needs one of those Billy Joe... Statements. He needed a massive statement. And he's kind of just edged it. Yeah. He's edged it. He's got through it. He's He's got his belt back. He had to grind his way through it, though. Yeah. That's now James DeGale should fight. That's not that's not what made him the fighter he is. Do you know what I mean? That's what... I, I'm, <clears throat> I'm finding it hard to agree with people who are like, yeah, he's back. He's think, nowhere near back. He's nowhere near and back. And that's why, that's why I wanted to talk about what is next for James DeGale here, right? Because with all due respect, after what I've seen over the last two fights with Truax, yeah. George Groves has his wicked way with him. Callum yeah. Smith has his wicked way with him. So therefore, people are talking about... Well, the, fancy Rocky Field then to have a go on him? Well, people are talking about those two. Whoever comes through that in the World Boxing Super Series will probably face him, right? So that's what they're talking about. A big English-British domestic grudge match. Yeah, I think he loses both of those. The only one that I think to myself... Because they're, they're going to fight July, right? Yeah, yeah. Those lads are going to fight July, so he's going to have to have a knock in between. Potentially. Depends how that fight goes in July, but potentially, yeah. He, he will. He's got to stay active, hasn't he? He's got to have a, have a go in August or September. Yeah, but don't forget, James DeGale now, I know, I know he said afterwards, you know, there's plenty of years left in me left. There isn't. There isn't plenty of years left on the clock. Hmm. But he's, he's only after big money fights. He said that a couple of times now. He wants the big money fights, and that is the biggest money fight, apart but, from the other one I think you're going to mention. Go on. Eubank Jr. Yeah, that's the only one I'm going to mention, yeah. right? Because he's, he's, he's mandatory is going to be his category. Stay away from that motherfucker. <laughs> absolutely. He'll absolutely maul you, right? So yeah. as category, he'll take the belt off him. Yeah. Um, make the Eubank Junior fight. That's what I'd do. Make the Eubank Junior fight. Even though I don't rate the Eubank IBO Junior. Throw the, the IBO back, belt back in there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe it'd be, a, it'd be a double belter. No, it won't. Because IBO's not a belt. Is well, it? you know what I mean. <laughs> but that would that would set them up to fight the the winner of that yeah. to fight the winner of Groves versus Calm Smith at the end of the year for four belts. Mm. Three belts, sorry. Callum hasn't got a belt, but three for three belts. Two, be- two belts. 
Well, I need two in the IBL then, for fuck's sake. So that that would make it interesting. I've got a, I've got a different idea. Go on then. What for Degel? Yeah. Go on. You're not going to like this, but I think it's a winner because. Why are you pointing at me like that? Just fucking say it. What's the matter? The guy with you, I'm man? thinking of. Set me eye out. The guy I'm thinking because obviously Degel now with that being on Box Nation and. Christ, the way Steve Bunce hosted that show where he was just terrified to say anything negative about James DeGale. I'm like, come on, Bunce, fuck's sake, mate. Did you, like, he won't come on the show. He won't come on. Oh, if he doesn't want to come on the show, fuck, fuck him. him. Yeah, exactly. Speak the truth. Don't tell us bullshit. I'm paying me subscription for Box Nation. Don't be talking. Don't be saying, oh, I don't want to offend James DeGale. Come on, Steve. Fucking I'll say it like it is. And another thing that he said as well, he, as he was leaving the ring, look at him. Not a mark on him. Not a mark on him. <laughs> He's been fucking head butted to shit. Look at his face, mate. There's blood, blood streaming out of that eye. Unreal, Un- unreal attitude. I was really disappointed with that. With the studio content, con- uh, if the show's coverage. good, listen. As we found out, right? If the show's half decent, that's not blowing our own trumpet. If the show's half decent, they'll come on the fucking show. Exactly. Even- and you've got to be prepared if you are going to call them out. If you're going to say how it is, to explain it, explain it, and take it on the chin. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And hundred percent. And we've had that over the last two and a half years. That, I found that a little bit weird from a guy that has been covering this for many, many years to say. Oh, we can't slag anybody off because they won't come on the show. Especially to say it outwardly like exactly. that as well. And and you know what? I'm just glad Barry Jones piped up because anyway. I'm sure Steve Lillis was un- squirming in his chair as well because Steve yeah. would have been uncomfortable at that because I was uncomfortable watching it. Yeah. I'm like, you, you can't say that. Now Barry went, I don't care what he thinks. That's exactly. Care. So Barry nailed it. I was like, good on Barry Jones for stepping up there because it needed to be said. Like, if he doesn't want to come on, fuck him. There's plenty of lads that will come on. Yeah, But yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I agree with Barry. Stick with that. Stick. Let's say the truth here. Mm. Anyway, what's your okay. prediction? Where's Here's your prediction. Move up. Light heavy. And fight who? Massive fight. With a big puncher, but a lad that's wide open and looking for a big name himself. Oh, hang on. You're talking Box Nation, aren't you? You're talking Anthony Yard. Anthony Yard. Fuck you. James DeGale, Anthony Yard, Battle of London. (sighs) I think Yard would take it because DeGale looks like he's a bit of a broken man. And he's obviously got the name factor. I think DeGale takes it because... You know, Yard's got zero box and backgrounds. When theory and paper, he, he takes Yard to school. Um, Which is the bigger name, though, Eubank Junior or Yard? When it comes to cash, cash. Well, it's probably Eubank Junior. Right then. Eubank Junior is probably the biggest cash cow. That's probably that's probably true. But then there's the stuff you can do up at light heavy, which could steer him back towards Mate, some big fights. Come on, though. Is he winning? Is he beating any of the light heavy heavies, James the Gale? Would he beat? Would he would beat, he beat Jack? any of the super middles? Any of the top super middles? No. So what's the, I don't understand. What's the difference there? Yeah, all right. Yeah, but the elite James DeGale does beat the super middles, doesn't he? We've proven that. I, I think he might just have had a bad opponent that's just not right for him. We've seen that. We've com- seen I many completely agree. Yeah. I mean, look at Billy Joe against um, Munro. That yeah. were horrible. Then he goes and fights Lemieux, perfect for him, and puts on the performance of a lifetime. So yeah. it might have been an opponent thing. But if if this is why I think Eubank would jump at this fight as well, because. He can recreate what Truax done. He can recreate that high pressure. Yeah, no, he can. And that head on chest, walk you down. And I think DeGale struggles like that. I think he needs to, DeGale really to show us he's still got it left in the tank, needs to fight another boxer. And it mm. would be better off going in with someone like a Groves. But then, cause the way he's getting hit these days, I think Groves would get him out of there. Mm. I think Groves would put him to kip. You know, we thought Groves was, 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 over, was, was struggling as well, but he proved against Eubank Jr. that he's... Morden's still got it in the locker. He's got a second lease of life. The Gale just doesn't seem to have that second lease of life yet. Or I don't know if it's motivation thing. I don't know if it's fighting Truax in front of a couple of hundred people on the at the Hard Rock. I don't know what it was, but you know, for me, when we spoke to him Saturday night, 
There's a spring in his step. Mate, he sounded great. I'm just getting a bite to eat. Hey, guys, yeah, feel great, blah, blah. And I was like, fuck, I like, that's the James the Girl I like. I like that one. That real guy, the, the honest guy, the guy away from the spotlight, the guy that other boxers go, he's sound as fuck, you know, he's dead nice fella. What I don't like is the James the Girl that scrapes a win over to Caleb Truax and then gets in, the, gets in the ring and starts going, yeah, I'm back, baby, I'm fucking back. This is what a fully fit James the Girl can do. No one can beat me. And I'm like, what? You were literally fucking one or two rounds away from losing tonight. Mm. And you're saying you're, you're untouchable once you're 100% fit, you're untouchable. Was that you 100% fit? Because I'm telling you now, there's a dozen guys in the, in the top of the super middleweight rankings that would beat him. Should we move on to the main event of that particular uh, yeah, man. that night? Because... Again, I just want to reiterate, though, Olympic well gold medalist, two-time world champion James DeGale, legacy assured. Yeah. Box Nation and James, don't try and pull all the wool over our eyes. Some we can see what's happening, and you're on your way down the mountain, I'm afraid. Well, not Box Nation as a channel, Buncey. Well, just Buncey, sorry, yeah. yeah Buncey. Buncey. Come on, Buncey. Tell us how it is, That's son. It, Tell us That's how it, it is. Uh, Lara versus Heard, man. This yeah. is kind of the opposite. I love what. Mate, I loved it, but because it was kind of against what I genuinely thought was going to happen. I thought Laura might stink the gaff out a little bit and yeah. just get on his back foot and pop, 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 he was pop, great. pop, 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 pop. That was the best I've seen him. Absolutely, mate. <laughs> this is like Klitschko fever all over again from a year ago, wasn't it? You know what I mean? The best that you've seen him, and it's in defeat. Yeah. He decided to go toe-to-toe. The first round, I thought, fucking hell, Lara. Yeah. Go on, son. He's just, he's putting the tattoos on. Fair play to the kid, you know what I mean? All right, he ended up getting beat by a bigger man. Of course he did. Yeah. But I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved it as well. And it reminded me a little bit of uh, of like Ray Leonard. Do you know when Ray Leonard moved up towards yeah, the end yeah, of his yeah. career and was always fighting bigger guys? And I thought, fuck it, Lara's going to get this because he's, he just looks class in there. Like when he when he was motion in the middle round, you thought, brilliant. But then, in the early rounds, sorry. But then he seemed to hit a wall about four or five, three, mm. four or five. Blo- something like that. He looked like he was blowing a bit. He looked like he was blowing. I was like, I'm not surprised because Heard, let's be honest, He's a fucking light heavyweight, that guy. Yeah, six foot one and makes How eleven does stone. He get down to eleven stone. That is unbelievable. Woo! Honestly, I'm yes. an inch taller than him, and I remember when I was fit in yeah. two thousand. You ain't seen eleven stone since you were fourteen. Tell so. you, mate. <laughs> when I was, I remember when in two thousand eight when I did when I did all those challenges, mm. and I went to see a sports scientist at the beginning of two thousand eight. So the sports scientist measured everything, literally did everything. Did it? Blood, what size? Ex- oxygen, the lot. XL. XL, baby. And uh, he was like, with your frame. Okay, I found this on the web, but this is kind of the opposite. Who's that? <laughs> That's my Siri. What's going on there? Hi, Siri. All right, Siri, son. Look What's this down. trying to get involved in the show? Siri trying to pipe up there saying yeah. Nick's not an XL. Jag on, son. Cheeky yeah. bastard. <laughs> Nick is not an XL, lying bastard. <laughs> so the doctor measured everything. He went, mm. you're 6'2", blah, 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 31 years of age. Your minimum, minimum absolute, because I was riding the resources, you know, your absolute minimum you can get to healthily is 168 pounds. Right, so super. So how does he... Shift another eight pound. Shift another eight pound. That's imp- it's, it's incredible. And he's, if you look at him as well, he looks like that. a swimmer. He's like a swimmer. More than that. Another eight, another six, another 14 pounds. Oh, shit, it's another stone. Yeah. It's another stone he gets Fuck. off. He's 11 stone. Yeah, he's, and he's, not a, he's, not, he's not a middle. He's, he's a light middle. middle. Jeez, man. How does he do that? If you look at his frame, he's like a swimmer. His waist is really small, but his shoulders are just like Massive. gigantic. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's that triangle swimmer shape. But anyway, I thought his game plan was excellent. And he took some big shots as well, like to be fair to him. And so did Lara. But I just think Heard was just like, you know what? I think uh, this is what happens when a, a great skill meets will. 
That's the perfect example of That's skill exactly against That's exactly what Will. it was, wasn't it? And Heard just wanted it more. Mm. And I think if Laura was 10 years younger, we might have seen a different outcome. But I just think the fact that Heard kept walking him down, kept putting it on him, Laura at his age, he just couldn't, he just didn't have it in his legs mm. to stay away from long his enough. Work, and then obviously, work, bam. It, it was completely. Yeah. And going into the last round, I was like, for me, I was like, whoever wins this wins the fight. Did you? Yeah, I was kind of because I'm quite I'm kind of romantic like yeah. that because I, I you know me I like scoring for pushing forward, which is why it, you know in, in the the Gale fight, I'm seeing Truax probably win more rounds than other people because I I like that pressure. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So with so, Heard, I was like, okay, do you know what? Fuck it, last round. You go the other way. Whichever this, whichever way this goes, we'll have it. And then when he knocked them down, I was like, oh, even if I'm off, because I was like, I might be around or one out, you know, whatever. But yeah, yeah. let's gamble it. But uh, when he put him down, I was like, mate, that's got it. He stole it now. I had it slightly, because of the pressure, mm-hmm. because of the way that Heard was fighting, I know that Lara's work was much cleaner. It was beautiful to watch at times. I mean, his one-two combination, I think in like round three, he just could not miss. One-two, no. one-two, one-two, right down the pipe every single time. I'm thinking, fucking hell, mate. If he was a bit bigger, it'd have stopped him. Yeah. Because I think he he, he didn't have the the real juice to, to, to deter the bigger fella. Like you just said, Herd's walking down and his determination. I had it slightly wider than the scorecards. I mean, a lot of people were saying that knockdown in the 12th won him the fight. I, I, I had him winning the fight going into the 12th anyway. It just right. sealed the deal for me. It just that. No, I'm not talking massive. I'm not talking a huge, uh, massive points differential. I'm talking one or two rounds. But going into that round, when that knockdown came in, I went, it's done. Done. It's done now. That. Absolutely, Herd. Yeah, I felt, I felt like that. I, I, <clears throat> I say, I had it all square going in. But with the knockdown, I was like, well, that's it. This is a 10-8 round, so that's it. That two-point swing, that's going to be more than enough, even if he's what, you know what I mean, even if yeah. it's close or whatever it was. So do you know what? I think the better man won on the night. I think he, just because, again, it was that will over skill thing. And you know what? I think it's brilliant for this this junior middleweight division as well. Like, mm. absolutely brilliant because with all due respect to Lara, and the guy is so fucking technically gifted. Yeah, he's brilliant. He has been putting this, it felt like he's had this division on lockdown for a little bit. So I'm glad he's out the way now because obviously it, immediately it sets up surely the Charlo fight. Right. Check this out, right? And this is a lesson to Deontay Wilder because I know you listen, Deontay. This is a lesson to you, right? Be ringside at these big fights. Absolutely. Be ringside at these big fights. Kelbrook did not get in the ring. Nobody saw Kelbrook. You didn't nope. even know he was there until you went on your social media and had a little bit of a nosy round. Yep. He's having a chat with Errol Spence. You go to the press conference afterwards. Who's the name on Jarrett Hurd's lips? Kelbrook's on that lips. Um... Errol Spence is talking about moving up and having a little bit of a knock with him. He's already put himself in the mix just by being ringside. Absolutely. Whether he's worthy of it or not, irrelevant. Not, I'm not bothered. He's put himself in the mix. People are talking about him, and yeah. that is what breeds these fights. Of course. What do you think about the Herd fight, though? Her, Herd Charlo? Yeah. Oh, no, no. Listen, I, you know I love Kel. He's a pal of the show. He's been on here many, many times. I think Herd, Charlo, I think Lara gives him bother. Yeah. Herd's too big. Charlo hits too hard. Spence Jr. is probably his weight category. Um, moving up would be, I'd like to see it. Bit of advantage, you'd think. But even though, even then, I think Errol Spence is the boy. Um, but you, but that, that's irrelevant to me. Whether I think he's going to win or whether I think he's not going to achieve anything at 154 pounds, you've got to put your name in the ring. You know what I mean? I mean, look at Dillian White. Do I think Dillian White is an elite level heavyweight boxer? No, I don't. Right. But he's, but, he's put in it, the mix. but he's in the fucking mix. He's just been called for uh, Kubrat Pulev as an IBF mandatory mate because he keeps putting himself in the mix. He makes enough noise. Yep. 
and everybody's talking about an AJ narrative there, which is a multi Look at Bellew. Is Bellew the best fighter on the planet? No, he's not. Sorry, Tony. I know you listen, right? But he's not. But he's earning one of the biggest payments. Fucking hell, man. He's earning the best fight on the planet. Money. He's doing the. Exactly. He's earning proper dough mm-hmm. because he puts himself in the mix. Kelbrook, well done. I'll take my hat off to you, mate. You, did, you made a fucking brilliant strategical uh, move at the weekend by getting yourself ringside. People are now seeing you. People are now talking to you. You went to the States as well, yeah. where people are familiar with you from winning your world title at 147 pounds. Well done, Sunshine. Whether I think you're going to win or not, irrelevant. You're in the you're mix in the now. Mix. Absolutely. You know what, and the, and the way the way that camp is at the moment, I'm not surprised. His confidence must be through the roof, mm. him and Billy Joe. Mm. So it doesn't. Uh, it, it did. I didn't see him on actually on the broadcast, but Dan, he was like, on, the on the Sunday. That's what I, mean. I seen the social the media. Him and Errol Spence chatting away, and I was yeah. like, "Fucking good." But on Jarrett Heard goes in the press conference afterwards, and they're all going, "Right, what's next for you, Jarrett? Obviously, you're the unified champion, first man to unify this division for since 2000 or something. Who do you yeah. want?" Well, I saw Kel Brook <clears> ringside. Because he's thinking, well, I saw what Errol Spence did to Kelbrook. I could fucking do that to Kelbrook. Exactly. Let's do it. I'll do Kelbrook. And he's thinking, UK. That's where the money yeah, is in man. the sport these days. Let's yeah. get over to the UK. I would uh, I would love to see the fight. I would love to see Jared Heard fight over here. I would be terrified for Kelbrook. I'd be terrified of anybody. Jared Heard, I'd be terrified totally for any, him and Charlo's the fight. I mean, yeah, yeah. If absolutely. Heard, Charlo has got to be the fight. If surely. we're talking about super fights at this moment in time, irrelevant of, of weight division. That's a killer. That is the one that is going to gather major momentum. A lot of people yeah. are going to be starting to scream for that. Heard Charlo. Let's do it. Plus, Charlo's got the revenge in mind, hasn't he, you know, with, the, with Lara getting beat as teammates. So mm. you'd think that would be a, a bit of a no-brainer. Mm. But I guess that's why he was he was cage side. I know, uh, ringside, sorry. I know Charlo's got a fight, hasn't he, booked for June. He's mm. got no opponent at the moment, mm. but he's got a fight in June. Um, you know, it's, again, maybe that's why Kel's over there, man. Kel's like, come on, I'm here. I'm ready. I'm super welter. Let's do it. There you go. Um, shall we talk Triple G uh, and Canelo? Because we kind of predicted it three weeks ago. It was uh, confirmed this time last week, if you're listening to this show on a Tuesday, that is, uh, that uh, the fight is off on May the 5th. We told you so. You know what I mean? Um, however, I'm going to have a little bit of a rave about um, the uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission's involvement in this at this moment in time because they've not made the decision to call that fight at this moment in time. Canelo's held a press conference. Canelo's come out and he says, I am withdrawing from this in the light of, um, obviously, the failed test and all the uh, upheaval at this moment in time and, and the cloud surrounding my camp. That's what's happened. He's come out and said it. Now, fair play. Okay, sound. Nevada, if you think that this is now the end of the matter, you're a shower of shit. You have now got an obligation. Oh, You've got an obligation now to throw the book at the guy. He's come out and he's withdrawn. I don't give a fuck if he's withdrawn or whatever, right? This is like managers when they say, I'm leaving by mutual consent. No, you didn't. You're going to get fucking sacked because you're shit, right? They have now got to still come out and ban him. It's irrelevant that he's put... Because they're already talking about rescheduling this for September. What's... Fast. Let's... uh, Basically, Canelo, come out, right? Say that you're not going to fight in May, right? Hopefully people will forget because they're thick. And we'll brush it under the carpet, and then all of a sudden we'll make that big. Da da! He's back in September. Everything's sound. He's served his ban. He ain't served no ban. He ain't been banned yet. He's pulled out of a fight because of the cloud that's over him. Yep. Nevada, time to start fucking sharpening your pencils. April eighteenth, I think it is, is when they all sit down. They have to chuck the book at him. They've got to ban him for a, some period of time. They have to. They've got to, otherwise, what kind of uh, you know what kind of message are they putting out there to other drug cheats? It's like, oh, but you only get a six month ban. That's all Canelo got, and I think. 
you know, I think they've got to make a bit of a statement as well. They've I, got to make a bit of an example mm. of him because he's he's, he's the most high-profile active boxer on the planet. Do you have, do you have any faith right in them banning him? When I'm going to tell you this now, right? I've got no faith in them banning before you fucking telling me this right. anyway. Well, check this out, right? So there's, there's obviously lots of names going around regarding the <clears> replacement <throat> for uh, Triple G fighting May the fifth because he's continuing. He's going to fight on May the fifth. He's Triple G, yep. right? Just on that point, yeah. Daniel Jacobs fights the week before. Why don't they just against that um, that Polish kid that welt the blown up welterweight? Or well, I think it, I think like it, middleweight. I think if Daniel Jacobs Selecki, wins that fight, he becomes the mandatory for that belt. I think that's the point of it. Yeah, but fuck that off. Just fucking do it now. Jacobs is in camp. Switch it quick. Dangerous, isn't it? Great second fight. Great, ah, great fight first time yeah. around. Let's do it again dangerous. in Vegas. Dangerous, it's dangerous. We're not for who? Triple G. Yeah, or we, for Jacobs. Triple G. We don't. We don't want any danger for Triple G. The um, the we told you last week that it's Spike O'Sullivan, right? And I'm standing by it. It will be Spike O'Sullivan. We'll get to that in a minute, okay? Uh, but check this out from Nevada. So there's a kid that is absolutely tearing up trees in the 154-pound division called Jaime uh, Monegi, uh, Mun- Munguia, right? He is a Mexican kid. Yeah, he's, he's perfect for this weekend because obviously it's Cinco de Mayo. It's a Mexican bank holiday weekend. He's an undefeated fighter at 154 pounds. Stick him in there. The Mexican fans will come and see him. Okay, yeah, he's a little bit of a fish out of a water, but fuck it. He's had 24, 25 fights. He's knocked out 21 of his opponents. Let's do it. Let's give him the chance of a lifetime. Right? Nevada have turned around and said, no, uh, Jaime can't do it because he's a little bit inexperienced. And put 28, him in... no, with 24 20... knockouts. Right, there you go then. There's his exact record. Right, so let's not put him in there because obviously it's Triple G. It's a little bit too much for him. This is the same state that put in a UFC fighter <laughs> against one of the greatest of all times last year. Right, it's the and same that, and people. Now, and now they're being responsible. Fucking Unbelievable, man. aren't they? They're fucking absolute hypocrites. If, if, I, if he's out of his depth, why are they, they going to allow Spike O'Sullivan? Spike O'Sullivan got beat off Chris Eubank Jr., for fuck's sake. Exactly. At least Mungu, What do you think Golovkin's going to do to him? Top-ranked in the, in the... Okay, it's the division below, but at light middle, he's like a top-ranked kid. He's like in the top 10. Spike O'Sullivan's not even in the top 30, top no, 40. Mate. In the, in, the, uh, in the middleweight division, so it's... Uh, it's frightening, isn't it? Because it just goes to show that money talks and bullshit walks. That's it, man. I expect this to be brushed under the carpet on air. If I was Mungu's team, by the way, I'd fucking sue. I'd sue for loss of earnings mm. because... And, and my whole grounds would be you give an absolute fucking boxing novice with a 0-0 record yeah, yeah. the chance to fight Floyd Mayweather for, in his 50th fight and he's 49-0 and you're telling me I've got less experience. I've got a 28-0 record with 24 knockouts. It's a fucking joke when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. It's scandalous. Isn't it? Absolutely <laughs> scandalous. Um, Manny Pacquiao has announced that he's uh, continuing. He's announced uh, another leg of his World Veterans Tour. <laughs> yes. takes, money, 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 money. As he takes on Lucas Matisse uh, in Malaysia for a WBA regular belt. Hotbed of Kuala Lumpur. Uh, well, you know what I think about regular belts, but Manny and Matisse, this is dangerous, man. What the fuck is he fighting Lucas Matisse for? No idea, but you know what? Matisse is going to knock him out, and this is the stupidest thing ever. But unfortunately, it's never going to stop, Adam. It's never Needs to bankroll that political career. What we need to do is we need to back off on this. And I'll tell you why. Is Manny Pacquiao going to turn into uh, Roy Jones Jr.? Is he going to turn into James Tony? Is that what he's going to turn into? Absolutely. And he's going to end up fighting in the UK. And we we need press passes 
So we need to stop dissing Manny. <laughs> That's just the truth of it. Yeah, but he's going to end up fighting someone like Bradley Skeet or something like that, you know what I mean? Fuck, in, the, listen, in a leisure centre somewhere. Bradley Skeet's just had a boner in his fucking underpants, I'm telling you right now, the mm. fact of fighting Manny Pacquiao. Cue him up. There isn't a single fighter in the UK that wouldn't want to fight him. I tell you what, who do you think Manny, who do you think Amir's going to call out at the Echo Arena when he builds fucking Phil back of the Echo? That no one's ever heard of. <laughs> who, back of the echo. who do you think Amir Khan's going to call out then? Mm. He's going to call out Manny, baby. Mm. Could happen. Bolton. Mm. Arena, Manchester Arena. Bolton. Football ground. You heard it here first. Do not be surprised if Manny Pacquiao fights Amir Khan in the UK back end of this year. Boom. Look at that. We're dropping them now, man. Boom. We are Brum, boom, boom. Uh, I mentioned earlier on in the show that Dillian and Pulev has been uh, called by the IBF as an eliminator for AJ's title. He's obviously still the number one Dillian this is with the WBC. Obviously, that's not been called as a mandatory as of yet. There is a difference there. Uh, and we've seen that uh, Povetkin has been ordered by the WBA as AJ's mandatory. How things can change within 24 hours in the heavyweight division because we thought we were on a collision course for AJ versus Deontay. They have to make that fight now within the next 30 days. Otherwise, the WBA are going to be saying, right, we're either taking your belt off you, AJ, or you're fighting our boy. What do you do? I think he's going to fight him. He's going to fight Deontay Wilder or he's going to fight Povetkin? I think he's going to fight Povetkin. Where? New York. You reckon? Yeah. I think AJ's got to fight an American next. He needs to show the American audience what he's all about, up close and personal on pay-per-view. I think Povetkin, as a as a Russian fighter, massive Russian community on the East Coast of America, ticks all the boxes for me, son. Mm. Deontay Wilder. I, you know, I'd, I'd still like Dillian White to fight Deontay Wilder next. I still think that's the fight to me. But uh, What would you do? If you were Dillian, would you advise him? Well, obviously, because it's in a world title oh, shot. Fight. Yeah, of course, yeah. But the chances of that happening... Circumnavigate Pulev and go straight for the world title. The chances of it happening, though, are fucking few and far between, mate. Deontay, I don't know what the crack is with Deontay at this moment in time. I mean, they're talking about Brazil, mm. that he's going to be not having a not-wee next. What's the point of that? Absolutely no point whatsoever. I think um, Pavekin might even be better. I think if they try and... I think Pavekin is going to end up fighting one of, one of the two. Mm. For some reason, I just think Povetkin might even end up fighting Wilder because Wilder might even... Well, they had that fight called off, didn't they, in Russia when he got popped last time? Exactly. Mm. So that wouldn't surprise me either. But I think Povetkin's the one... I'm not surprised Povetkin's kind of walked away from a a fight with Dillian White because, for me, he holds all the aces, even though he's a serial drug cheat, in terms of fighting either uh, AJ or Wilder. But uh, but for me, listen, I'm sticking to my guns. I think AJ has got to fight in America next. It's got to be an American debut. Um... I think New York, Povetkin, ticks all the boxes, or even Pulev in New York. Mm. Uh, I said to you a couple of weeks ago, by the way, that uh, Mikey Garcia would be relinquishing his uh, his WBC uh, lightweight belt, and he will be staying at super lightweight to uh, defend his IBF. That was official. But then all of a sudden at the weekend, Mr. Sullivan from the WBC has turned around and said, well, hang on a minute, Mikey's going to be defending his lightweight belt at uh, his WBC lightweight belt, which then kind of confuses the whole matter. Is he just going to continue being a champ champ? Are people yeah. going to allow him to continue to do that? Well, he said initially that he was going to jump through the weights. He was just going to stick it, stick with belts in both divisions and, and jump from one to the other. Mm. Um, That's a shame for Luke Campbell because Luke Campbell, even Mendy, to take that vacant belt would have been a tremendous fight. Yeah. It would have been, yeah, but then Luke's got to be in the frame, surely, for the fight with Garcia. So, if they haven't... With all due respect, Garcia's a touch harder than uh, even Mendy. No, I, I, I completely agree with you, you know. We're talking about one of the top three pound-for-pound pound best boxers on the planet, but 
I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm personally not against him jumping from one way to the other, man. If he wants a fucking that's only because you fancy him. Define you love his legacy. Dude. That's it, isn't it? Because he looks got, like Emre Chan. Because he's got slick when, when hair. Emre Chan fucks off to Juventus in the summer, then Mikey Garcia can fuck off as well. He'll be gone. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I work. Fickle, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Have I told you that uh, I'm uh, I'm going to the game, the second leg of the Champions League Tuesday night. Well, it depends when you're listening to this show. This is, it might even already well, tonight, happened. Or yesterday. Well, yeah, exactly. You might already be... It might, the the, the outcome might already have been. Plazzy little fan, you. What do you mean a plazzy little fan? I Old Trafford the other week. Now you're going to Main Road. Listen, my lads, Blackburn, cruising high league one. We're, we're, we're sorted. Everything's tickety-boo, right? <laughs> so I need a little you're bit... You're still owned by the Indian chicken company? We're owned by the chicken lads, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you fucking pissing yourself at? Venkies in a sort of... That's it, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so do they, they do good fried chicken up I've heard so I've heard so man. you yeah, don't yeah. even you haven't even been you've just been fucking waxing lyrical about you cruising at the top of the championship you haven't even been to the ground you haven't even been to Ewood I don't fucking spend any money in the ground because the Venky's on the gaff mate oh is that how it works yeah and this season I've kind of gone more away from home than home so therefore I'm not spending money at the ground and it's going in their back pocket alright <coughs> it's a protest is that okay is that what it is yeah yeah political protest I've been on all the big games this season Rochdale Berry you name them I've been on them all son <laughs> <laughs> listen you're going to watch proper football tomorrow night well I'm getting a fix aren't I I'm proper getting a football. fix I got offered a ticket for your gaff last week didn't I did you yeah, yeah. couldn't you didn't come then uh, nah I saw what you did to that bus I thought to myself fuck that shit <laughs> and me, me and Connor had that bus yeah <laughs> Wreck the joint. There you go. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm there tomorrow night. Do you reckon? Uh, are you going? Am I going to Manchester away? away? One, yeah. No, there's no points. It's done. It's done. It's done. Right. done. This is going to be fucking mental. Easy. Right? If it's happened, if you're listening to this podcast and it's already happened, and City have turned them over and qualified, right? Get on. PT underscore editor at <laughs> right. Get on that. Or flip side of that. Get on that. If we doesn't matter. I'm a neutral man. I'm just going to go and enjoy if, the fun. If, well, you, you no, I'll tell you what you're going to enjoy. Yeah. You're going to enjoy the delights of the Egyptian prince. He won't be playing. Of mighty his Mo legs Salah. Have gone. Nah, he's, he's... Best player in the Premier League, son. Get Best player France. in the Premier League by a mile. Nah, mate, nah, by nah. a mile? Name one better player. Well, he won't be playing for you then next season if he's best player. Won't we'll it? City will be buying him, son. He'll be off. He'll be off. He's having a trial tomorrow. That's no what he's chance. doing. Mm. No chance. Do you reckon it's done, dear? Done, mate. Done. Can I just point out, regarding our US? It wouldn't show, surprise me if, this... if, if it finished 6-0. Right, just, uh, over the both legs, I mean, if we if we win three nil, smashing three nil, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. Can I, can City I, are fucked. City, the shit. City is shit. <laughs> the shit at the, the, the back. Can I just point something out? Right, he actually got the last score. And last week, it. he nailed it. He I said, told you Liverpool would win. Lads, 3-0. I'm not coming out tonight. I'm going to go and watch Liverpool win three 0 And I was pissing myself on the WhatsApp group, and then I was like, he's going to be unbearable tomorrow. <laughs> To be fair, you sent so many messages in our WhatsApp group and we've got many going on with different radio shows that were going on with different people that connected to Fight Disciples. Every message was, Allay, Allay, Allay. And nobody <laughs> responded because they knew that if we, if we, even if we just fucking bit on that carrot, right, it was going to go off. He was not going to shut up. And then uh, we were supposed to be doing something with Jamie Moore, weren't we? Mm-hmm. We're having a bit Oh, of- yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> So we were supposed to be doing this thing with Jamie Moore, obviously the guy that trains Frampton, because Frampton's in action on the mm-hmm. April 21st. And part of the group was, we were, we were, we were discussing the organisation of it. This dickhead here didn't even get involved with the organisation. He goes, 
All right, Jamie, lads. <laughs> Are you coming out with us at the weekend after you've spoiled their party? We're spoiling their party tonight because we're doing X, Y, and Z. And you just kept going on about the footy, about Liverpool smashing City. Just Obviously, he's a, he's a United fan, he's Jamie. Yeah. And they were playing him at the weekend. And to be fair, they turned him over, didn't they? Absolutely. But you were absolutely blasting the footy. Next thing you know, our producer rings us going, uh, yeah, Jamie's just cancelled... <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's just cancelled uh, meeting up with you, Couldn't lads. Take the football banter. <laughs> He's just me because he just you know. I'm t- I'll be honest. I'm surprised Jay didn't jump back on on Saturday night after United turned yeah, them over. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. Do you know what, boys? Let's do it. Let's get it back on again. We were winding them up because we thought City would be winning the yeah. uh, Premier thought, League. I said, didn't I? City will bounce back from getting beat three 0 and uh, and win the league. Then so yeah, yeah. Uh, he had us back up over it. But so he cancelled. Yeah, but uh, you know what? I'll tell you why I knew it was going to win. Because and this is a, a real moment now. Um, my mum's eldest brother, my uncle H, who's basically like my granddad growing up. He took me to match for well over a decade when I was a little kid and everything. We stood on the cop together. He basically, you know, made me fall in love with that football club. Well, he passed away the day of the City game. Uh, went to see him in hospital. He was on his last legs, gave him a little kiss, went home, got changed, went to match. And that's why I was completely put, because I was like, this one's for me, Uncle H. And that's exactly what happened. We nailed them 3 0. That was for H. Happy days. There so we'll go. finish them off tomorrow night. Easy peasy. And Listen, I'm telling you this. I'm, I, we talk about this on our UFC show. If you don't listen to our UFC show, this week I'll be getting even more excited about UFC Liverpool on May 27th because tickets go on sale this week. If you're interested in watching UFC in the UK, you've got to come to Liverpool. Admiral buy you a drink. It's going to be amazing. Tickets go on sale this Friday, Friday the 13th. Or if you go to our Facebook, you can get tickets. Well, shh. You can get a ticket link to buy them on Wednesday the 11th, but don't tell anyone. But the reason I brought that up is it's going to be the greatest weekend in the history of Merseyside sport, Adam. Here we go. Because we go. the Champions League finals on May the 26th. You won't be in it. Liverpool, six times. I need an extra digit now for me. I've got to start putting two hands in the air. Yeah. No, on it six times. Half of your lot around there, they're all wolves six anyway. Time. You've all got six Cheeky fingers bastard. on one fucking hand. And then the following night, Darren Till obviously uh, makes a bit of UFC history. So you so. reckon Champions League final. Champions League final. And it's a bank holiday. Bank <laughs> Champions League final, Darren Till in Liverpool. Listen, and this is why I've got you a hotel room already sorted. Fucking hell. Let Mrs. Capital know. That, uh, Order the brass. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> the glory hunter will be staying, will be having his Liverpool shirt on this weekend. <laughs> you just make sure young Ted's got his Liverpool shirt on tomorrow, okay? Mm-hmm. Anyway, and on that note, we will catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.